This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Excuse me! Taxi! This is the 77 WABC minicast. Good morrow, everybody. This is the other side of midnight. I am Frank Morano. I am glad that the writer's strike is over, and uh, I'm glad that the writers seem to have gotten a lot of their terms met. And, uh, you know, Matt Stoller, who's a journalist that I really value and and think is so insightful, he's got this newsletter called Big, which is all about monopoly power. He says that September might have been the biggest month in antitrust in the last 50 years. Not only did you have the beginning of the $2 trillion Google antitrust trial, you have the Federal Trade Commission pledging criminal referrals and civil litigation for pharmaceutical executives. You have the Senate Commerce Committee holding a hearing on the new Republican Federal Trade Commission nominees. You had uh, a judge in Tennessee adding private equity firms like Bain Capital as defendants to the Varsity Brands cheerleading monopoly case. You had uh, Merrick Garland advocating against a $50 million cut to the antitrust division's budget, which they were trying to cut. You had uh, the FTC going after Amazon executives personally for deception of customers. You had the uh, a lot of other things happening. But the writer's strike has got to be, not to mention the UAW strike, the writer's strike has got to be at or near the top. John Oliver, whose show came back, I believe, on Sunday, which was one of the shows that was off the air with the writer's strike, he kind of summed up, I think, where a lot of things are when it came to the writer's strike and did they really need to be out for 150 days. Here was John Oliver on HBO. While I'm happy that they eventually got a fair deal and immensely proud of what our union accomplished, I'm also furious that it took the studios 148 days to achieve a deal that they could have offered on day one. He's exactly right. Uh, They could have put an end to this right away. Now, the actors are still out on strike. One of the issues, that means all these late-night talk shows that are coming back, they can have actors as guests... But the actors are not able to promote any of the films that they're in, which is interesting. In some cases, it might make these interviews more interesting. But you remember when William Shatner was on this show, he's a loyal SAG-AFTRA member. This is just a couple weeks ago. When I asked him about the screening of Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, he said, oh, we have a special permission from the union to promote this event. So even he's very cognizant. Uh, There's a lot, most things you can't go out and promote right now. One of the big issues in both the writer's strike and the actor's strike was the use of AI. I think we've spent more time talking about AI than anybody, but it is once again being thrust into the spotlight because the daughter of Robin Williams, Zelda Williams, 
says that the recreations of her late father made with artificial intelligence are disturbing. She took to Instagram on Sunday to explain her thoughts on AI. And essentially, uh, she's not happy. Not at all happy. I think she. Uh, I think she did a video, but uh, she actually. Uh, she, oh, so this is what she said. I'll read this to you. Tomorrow is Dad's death anniversary, and um, well, I don't know. She. I don't want. It's very. It's very lengthy and very emotional. I'm not going to go down the whole road. But anyway, she took to Instagram to explain her thoughts on AI which is one of the key contract issues in the sag after strike against the Hollywood studios. She says, I'm not an impartial voice in SAG's fight against AI. I've witnessed for years how many people want to train these models to create and recreate actors who cannot consent, like dad. Meaning her dad. This isn't theoretical. It is very, very real. Williams, a director, meaning Zelda Williams, a director and producer who's also acted in the projects, described how upsetting it is to hear her father's likeness and voice misused. She said, I've already heard AI used to get his voice to say whatever people want, and while I find it personally disturbing, the ramifications go far beyond my own feelings. Living actors deserve a chance to create characters with their choices, to voice cartoons, to put their human effort and time into the pursuit of performances. One of the things that she was very upset about is they're bringing, they're using her father's voice to create a version of the genie from Aladdin. And I think that is really inappropriate. So they're doing that and they're using... Robin Williams likeness for all sorts of other things as well. And I don't blame her for being upset. And I don't blame the actors for, you know, for doing this, for meaning going out on strike. Um, so there you go. 800-848-9222. You want to know how bad. So she goes on to say a lot of these AI creations are cheap imitations. This is what she said. These recreations are, at their very best, a poor facsimile of greater people, but at their worst, a horrendous Frankensteinian monster cobbled together from the worst bits of everything this industry is instead of what it, what it should stand for. And just to give you an example, we found just one version of the Robin Williams AI. This is not the genie from Aladdin, but this is from a YouTube channel called AI Interviews. And there's a video called Interviewing Robin Williams via GPT-3 and GPT-J6B. As an experiment, we decided to experiment with GPT-3 slash GPT-J6B, interviewing famous people. In addition to the incredible results in terms of language, many of the questions are even made by the same AI. We were quite surprised by the level of realism. The following is an excerpt from the interview with Robin Williams. There's a little bit of this Robin Williams interview. Robin, are you aware that you are currently dead? I'm aware that I'm dead, yes. Oh, yes, of course I am. I'm aware of everything. What do you see from afterlife? I see the same thing I did before I died. 
I see trees and I see the ocean and I see people talking. Can you feel pain in your afterlife? There is no pain and no emotion. What advice would you give to today's youth? I would tell them to live their life fullest and have a wonderful time. For starters, it really doesn't sound that much like Robin Williams. And, and secondly, it's just creepy. It's very creepy. And I don't blame these actors for not wanting their images and their voices recreated years after they're gone. And I'm glad that Zelda Williams is speaking out against this technology that could bring him back to the screen to play um, Aladdin. I think it's one thing if they do what they did with uh, Marlon Brando when he played uh, Jarrell, Superman's father, and years after he died, they took scenes that he already shot but were, were not in the Superman movie, and they put them in another Superman movie. I think that's one thing. I think it's quite another to take lines that he never said or images, that stuff that he never did, and create that with a computer and put it in a film or just put it online for people to have fun with. So I hope that the studio relents on this and we don't see all these actors living forever in AI. I I thought it was, look, sometimes it's kind of neat, and we talked about this with respect to a, uh, a singer that this happened with recently. That In that case, I think they actually had permission from the daughter to use that image in that uh, commercial. I still don't think it's right. I still don't think it's right. I've always said that um, when I'm gone, what I would appreciate people doing is not saying, oh, yeah, Frank would really like this, so we're going to do this. No, don't assume that you know what I would like and don't like. Just No, let me make those decisions while I'm alive, and when I'm dead, that's it. Nobody should claim any knowledge of what Frank would really like. And uh, I think that's uh, when I saw the one of the Star Wars films. I think it was I don't remember what it was. Maybe it was oh, it was Rogue One. 